Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about Yeah. Here we are, back again. No Joel, just me and my guest here, Jeremy Lalonde. Woo! I mean, you're going to add like a shit ton of applause there, right? Oh, yeah. And like an epic score, you're just going to like yeah. spell the right up? Great. Great, great. <laughs> it's it's going to be the tribal council music. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Wait a minute. Am I being voted out? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to say, but I got you here just to vote you out of the podcast once and for all. Wait a minute. There's only two of us. How does this? This is not. I feel like we have to go to rocks. We automatically have to go to rocks. Well, I, I assume that I could convince you to choose yourself, too. You might. <laughs> well, that was like, the you know, to skip ahead to tonight's episode, there was that great moment when Danny said it was it was if it was him and Carson up on the jury uh, up in the final three and he cloned himself, he might vote for Carson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we got a lot of charming moments from uh, just about everyone, which is just such a good uh, kind of final group to be dealt with where there's not like. I would say there's not a necessarily a star like strategist or anything like that. There's a star player, and that's Carolyn, obviously. But there's not like that person that's been controlling the game, so it's a little bit more even and spread out, I would say. And I don't even know if I'd say Carolyn's a star player so much as she's a star personality. Yeah. Like she she's not like there not to say she's not driving some things. Like tonight in particular, I think she to- I think she's responsible for the ending of tonight's episode. But mm-hmm. But she's not like driving it the way we've seen other people doing that, and which is a good thing because usually those are the people that are taken out. Yeah, like, uh, well, uh, yeah, because I would definitely say that she's the one behind all of this, especially tonight. Like um, Carson and Jam Jam seemed pretty confident just in the plan, and she's the one that brought up the paranoia of like, no, I, I really think we're being lied to, and Carson's going home, which. Even if you want to say that she didn't have to use the idol there, I think that because she did use the idol, um, the talk beforehand is what lit the fire under Carson to make sure that Jamie and Lauren were on their side. Well, to be fair, she didn't know what Jamie and Lauren would do. No. I think she made the safe choice. Like In hindsight, it's easy to say, well, you didn't need to play it, but it's like at the time... yeah. And I mean, yeah, she didn't know what they would do. And I would say that they did the thing that I wouldn't expect them to do that I don't think makes sense for their game at all. I think that they kind of put themselves, they knew that if uh, Tika got the numbers here after this vote, that they would be put up to slaughter and one by one voted out. And they just decided at the end of the day, okay, we're okay with that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how... They just, I, I, it'll be interesting to see the next episode and how they explain that, especially to Heidi, because that's what's going to start off the next episode is explaining what, what made them choose to screw her over, screw them both over. Cause that it was basically just like a giant teaming up on those two. Yeah. Um, that's Survivor. <laughs> That's Survivor. And I want to talk about a little bit of what you've been doing with Survivor lately of binging uh, past seasons. Yeah. So I finally got Paramount Plus. So, and, and we were, compl- I was complaining with this to you earlier. I, yeah, dear executive at Paramount Plus, 
Um, why the hell fuck am I not able to watch every single season of your show? I don't see it available anywhere else. I don't understand why it's not available. Please explain to me. I'm at Lalon Jeremy on um, <laughs> on socials. Yeah, I just don't get it. So I've been binging from season 30 on. So I just literally today just finished um, 34, which was the uh, Game Changers season. And uh, which has been really, really fascinating seeing that old. And I've also been listening to the On Fire with Jeff Probst podcast, which is really great. I was pitching it to Cody earlier. But you did preface, not better than this one. Not better than this yeah. one. It's the second best Survivor podcast. Yeah. After, after Merge Booth. We have way more behind-the-scenes knowledge than Jeff does. It's, well, Jeff's biased, let's be honest. Yeah. No, but with, what I, I mean, just to give a quick plug to that podcast for those that are, like, on the fence of watching it, because maybe you hate Probst, he's really humble and willing to admit all the mistakes he's made and all the big swings that the show has taken and the times it's failed. But what I really love about listening to him is he's like, look, we're just trying shit. And sometimes it doesn't work. And that's how you learn. And that's how you stay fresh. And I really admire that he's willing to just eat shit on that show. Like they literally have a section at the end of every episode called, this is why you suck. And it's just vote listeners writing in on this meanest stuff. Like, one person one week was just like, I hate the way you talk all the time during challenges. We don't need your constant nonstop banter. <laughs> He's like, ooh. <laughs> and then he responds to it and explains why he makes that choice and why he does it. And Which I extremely disagree with. I feel like we get less Jeff than we used to get. I feel like this season we've got less Jeff than we used to get. And I like I like Jeff. I I can't imagine a person watching Survivor and being like, this show would be perfect without Jeff. Well, there's some people that feel that way, and that's fine. But it, I think like to what you were saying earlier, just into this like my new binge watching of having like just binged what five seasons in a row within like probably a couple weeks. Um, I'm and and also the one thing Jeff talks about a lot on on the podcast is how much effort they put into casting, especially mm-hmm. in this new era where he's like, we want those emotional stories. We want to like, and we like to dole them out slowly and let the players reveal when they tell those stories and when they reveal the information. Like, yeah. We don't, they don't, we don't arbitrarily decide. We kind of let them guide it. And if they never tell us the story that we knew in casting, then they don't tell that story, you know? But and how much effort they put into that, because kind of what he says is like, look, we spend like a year planning every single season, even though they do two a year, like they start planning that season a year out. And then we leave it, turn it over to 18 people and hope for the best because we don't know how it's going to turn out. You know, we yeah. kind of have to ride the wave and see how those 18 people are going to react to this. And all we're trying to do is create behavior and to, put them in situations and, and he was talking about how like what they do is he watches like interrogation videos on YouTube. That's his favorite thing to watch. And he waits That's for like tense for Yeah. Jeff. But and, and and what he's doing is he's studying like when people get pinned into corners and have to like admit to stuff they did. Mm-hmm. And what he asks himself is how do we create that moment on Survivor? And that's how they come up with certain advantages and challenges. They're just like what can we put into the game that can stir shit up? That can co- create, a, like, almost like a prisoner's dilemma. 
Yeah. Where now they have to make an impossible choice. And, I mean, we definitely saw this in this season where, like, there's been a lot of, like, high risk with a reward. Um, but even the idols this season had the high risk with a reward, right? Where they're... Um, you can definitely see where an interrogation would break down from just noticing that something's different with the bag in that cage. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they talk. Yeah, they do go in depth about that. I was like, what? How? How did that idea come? And it was just, you know, that exactly that. And what does that do? Just the fact it's there now. It's almost like Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. Too, right. It's like what's in the bag. It's. Um, as much as I, we've complained on this podcast too of um, some uh, twists and advantages and stuff being absolute bullshit. I never do blame it on Jeff. I I, I know that he's Hell the one coming it. up with yeah. the ideas, but I'm like, okay, they definitely missed on that, and I I don't hate Jeff for it. I just uh, almost hate myself for having like to deal with it. Like, like, name one. <laughs> um, definitely, like the uh, I think the shot in the dark, stupid. I think that the inheritance advantage from this season stupid, but then there's that other there's one. The too. legacy one they did for a while, yeah, in the, the 30s. The one that they just did, 41, 42, and 43, where it's uh, what was that? the do or die, where they someone just could automatically be safe or eliminated without a vote, just from having to choose from like the three coconuts or whatever. Mm. That that's awful. They just did on like the last episode of the Jeff Probst one. They did one where they were going through a bunch of stu- like, controversial things, going, "Is this ever going to come back, or is this dead for good?" And that was one of them. Mm-hmm. And and he had a really good answer for why he liked it. He liked that it again. It just threw a curveball towards people, and it, and it allowed someone who was on the bottom to potentially save themselves. Yeah, but I think that that's so artificial. Is the problem? It, and yeah, it's almost you're that, not that, earning it. You're just going to chance. And you could automatically just get voted out, too, without having a chance of any kind of strategy or social game or anything like that. Yeah. So but how I think does that it's just one work again? Because now, now, we, haven't, we haven't seen it this season, right? Yeah, it's just the three. I, and I think they've taken it away for this season. It's basically like three. You're doing let's make a deal, basically. Right, where you're choosing between like three like, yeah, I, I remember like coconut the, but, shells. But how do you get into the situation where you can do that? Um, it was challenge based. So if you just lost the challenge or if you won the challenge, it was either if you won or you lost or if you were the first one, if out, you were the first one, first out, one yeah. out, that's what it was. Now I remember. So yeah, it was, I don't know, but it didn't work both times too. The person automatically got safe, which also then foiled the plans, but they didn't really earn automatically going safe. They got forced into a situation where they were more likely to go home and they got safe by lifting the right coconut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's so, the problem is like it's too much up to chance and it's just it's unfair in a weird way. Yeah. Where either way it's unfair. And it didn't and it didn't create the drama they were looking for. I yeah. think is what it comes down to. It just wasn't interesting. Yeah. And the same as way Shot in the Dark has only worked once, right? But this season it worked. Uh yeah. Where <laughs> Shot in the Dark is the least interesting thing I can possibly imagine that they just keep on trying to really make work but even when it worked i don't think it mattered yeah i get i get the impetus for it though i get the idea that it's like if someone's being picked on and they have no allies left it's it's a hail mary yeah and it's it's definitely added an aspect of the game 
that's interesting where it's another reason to really keep your strategy quiet because you don't want someone to try the shot in the dark. And I think that's all that's the reason why they did it is like what is it when someone knows anyone can use mm-hmm. it at some point, what does that do? But you really shouldn't do that anyways if there's idols at play. So it's kind of the same effect in that way. Uh, but watching back these uh, 30 through uh, 34, has anything like kind of stood out to you and feels more like emphasized in the, watching these new seasons or how do you kind of feel there? Well, the big obviously there's the 10 days less, right? It's yeah. Like they, it's 29 days versus 39, but it's way more intense too. It's just like they don't give, they have to earn every single thing. They have to even have to earn the merge now. Right? Yeah, in the new way of no, half the not, people get it and half the people don't. Yeah, but before it was just like drop your buffs, here's a feast. Yeah, you know, where now it's like no, every you have to earn everything from rice to just all your supplies. So they don't give them anything, well, and there's less rewards. Like they don't do a lot of food rewards like they used to. There was a season where it was the 39 days where they had, um, they had it set up that one tribe got everything and one tribe got nothing. How'd that go? Well, I'll, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, well, you'll watch it eventually. I, I mean, it's an older one. I think it's, I want to say it's 11, but people are probably screaming at their... Uh... Let us know in the comments. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... So there's that. There's um, less reward challenges. I think it's just more, and, and, and it goes in line with Jeff's new new philosophy and what he calls the new era. I think he, he looked at it like everything from 40, everything from before Winners at War... Mm-hmm. was like the first phase of Survivor, and now they're into phase two. And it's a new era, and the new era is a, is a shorter, more aggressive game with way more focus on character. And, and this is coming, actually, us recording this, that it was kind of revealed today that Survivor is going to be an hour and a half episodes uh, going forward in the next season. That's almost too much. You think it's too much? And I'm a... I'm a nerd and I love it, but it's like that's every episode an hour and a half. Every episode an hour and a half is what they're uh, slotted that today, eh? Yeah, that was uh, kind of a, a leak. Just people looking at the television schedule for later this year and seeing that it was an hour and a half time slot. Or do you think it'll be like the way? Here's where. Here's what else I wonder if they'll do though. If it, the, the show will still be an hour. And then they'll do some kind of like a Talking Dead. Yeah, that's right. I thought you were going to go there too. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. They might add they, that. They kind might. Of I think that the big thing that people were um, kind of complaining about with uh, these shorter, um, shorter days is that there is less downtime, and this season's kind of fixed it because you get a lot of weird, fun moments. But the big thing in the older seasons is that you really do feel the downtime that they're getting. And sometimes that adds to more paranoia and more fun just happening too, where you get them doing a lot of dumb stuff or like they have time to do something stupid. Whereas now like they just voted out someone the day before or whatever, and they're back at it again. So it's like more, you don't get the downtime more. uh, So it's just more intense in that way too. Yeah. I'd also say like a huge difference in this era is just, the casting is so much more diverse. Oh yeah, and and not just in like ethnicity and, and and gender roles and that kind of stuff. Although I just watched the season where Zeke got outed, and that was such a phenomenal, terrible episode. Um, that 
what a, what a thing to watch happen. But it was really heartwarming to see how mad everyone else was and yeah. freaking out on, on Warner for doing it instantly. And then his just like really trying to justify it for the longest time until Jeff was essentially saying, shut up, dude, you're done. I'm not even on your side, and I'm supposed to be the most impartial motherfucker here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but what it's the diverse, diversity of gender, uh, of, of ethnicities, for sure. But also, it's like, it feels less like a beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, when, it's, when even looking in the seasons in the 30s, it's like, oh, there's just a lot of pretty people here. You know? And, and, there, and this season in particular... Uh, you know, there's definitely you know nobody is unattractive, but like they're all like characters. They're all they all feel like more like people I would see on the street. Yeah, and you kind of you get more. I I mean, Game Changers is a bad example because you you get quite a bit of everybody because they're all past players. Sure, but like you, there's a lot of people in the older seasons where you just don't really get anything of, and it's like okay, they're you don't gone. get to know them. Yeah, where I, f- I find like you get to know everyone a little bit better. Like just looking at who's left, I'm like, I really have a sense of all those people and who they are and what they're about. Whether I like them or not, I kind of get a sense of them as people. But they're all just interesting, and and that and, and they're all like really attractive in their own ways because you get to see who they are, mm-hmm. right? I'd bang all of them. You know, they're great. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> every single one of them. <laughs> you know. Uh, but you know, just fat. It's just it's just really like, you know. Hats off to the casting process on the show because, like Jeff says, it's like they wouldn't have a show without these eighteen people every season, mm-hmm. and that's their most important job is casting the show. Yeah, and the and the casting really has been a lot better um, now that like what you said, like the um, kind of uh, the diversity and everything like that makes it a lot better as well and you get a lot of different stories mm-hmm. in there but like you said like if they're not focusing on just having models out there then you actually get a lot of depth and characters as well and you get a lot of people that have a lot more going for them than just being young and beautiful and not really knowing their life yet that's just it <laughs> so that's that's you know i i just see this show getting better Mm-hmm. You know, which is great. Like, I, I, that's what I think is so refreshing about Survivor is that it's like it 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 has this like in, integrity to it in terms of like the realms of these shows, even though it's silly, you know. And that's and just watching like it's it's always funny. Like it came up at the end of like the Game Changer season I just finished, and it kind of came up in tonight's episode too. Just this idea of like, well, you lied to me, and it's like. That's what we do here. Like at some point, someone has to blindside and lie, and is like, that's how this game works. Have you not watched the previous forty-three seasons? Like literally, that's how it works, and it sucks when it's you. But it's like that's literally the game. You have to. Yeah. At some point, everyone, everyone leaves. That's the literally the the truest thing of Survivor. And every episode, someone goes home. Yep. You know, and even if you like everyone there, which I'm sure at this point they probably all really like each other as people, but they still—that's their job. They have to kill off one of their own every episode. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that to go back into uh, back to this season here, uh, to you really have to. I don't know. Like Carolyn had a good point with that though too. Like they unnecessarily blindsided her. And it did put that had the potential of putting 
um, Carson and Jam Jam in a kind of more powerful position than her to the jury. Like, it looks more impressive. Like, oh, that's their weak ally that they didn't even let in on this vote. Uh, but Carolyn was the one on the right side of it. Like, Franny was a free agent that I know they were worried that Carolyn would get too close with Franny and not choose them anymore. But Franny was a free agent, basically. Like, her own tr- former tribe wanted her out. You need she to was a, use she was her. a challenge beast. You need to use her in those votes, I think. Yeah. But but I could see like the worry about her. Uh, she was surprisingly a physical threat. Yeah, I I think that they would have got their uh, moment to get her out anyways. I don't think that she would have cleared every challenge. Yeah, and and she's as much as I really really liked Franny. I don't see her getting to the final and beating some of the other people there. No, and maybe because she does have someone like Matt battling for her that whole time in that house, that right? That does not hurt. That does not hurt. And that we saw that that had a big thing to play in the last season with people battling for Gabler and people battling specifically against Cassidy in that house, right? So th- th- there's a lot that goes on in that, uh, like the Ponderosa. Ponderosa. I want to yeah. watch. You used to be able to watch them. Yeah, uh, and they used to give like specific clips for each one. We even uh, got a uh, rap wonder, video at one point from one of the contestants uh, at I wa- Ponderosa. I wonder were they shouted at your podcast? No, no, no. They uh, they just did a rap. Oh, I wonder if um, that stuff's on YouTube at all. Uh, the old Ponderosas are still on YouTube. Okay, I might check those out because I'm just curious. Just you can watch see. them for the seasons that you're watching now. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I might do that. Um, but. Yeah, I I think that they made the wrong decision there, and then luckily Carolyn came back to them here and saved their ass this episode, and kind of proved her value and got uh, brought right back to the st- uh, right back to the top. In my opinion, I I said last week that I really do think that she's locked in Matt and Franny's vote for them. Oh. Um, Hundred percent. I, I think she has them. I think she might have a little bit of trouble with some of the like the macho kind of guys or whatever. That just depends but, on who she's up against. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. They they really do like uh, Jam Jam and Carson, too, so it, it's going to be tough. God, that would be... We, we, I was saying it while we were watching, but I would just love... I think that would be the most entertaining final three, just to watch them all on a jury together, because they'd all have such unique stories, and I'd kind of be rooting for each of them. Like, yeah. Th- that would be a hard... Like, that's one where I could see... Because usually you see it in the in the finals like say it's those three like typically like a final is like either someone just sweeps and gets all 10 or it's between two mm-hmm. like that's one where i could see everyone getting a couple votes or it's between who you think is one and then gabler ends up winning yeah they, <laughs> they, they split the vote yeah yeah has have, have they ever had a final that it there was a tie um, yes, there, you're going to be getting close Okay, to don't it. tell me that. Yeah, yeah, Because I was like, what happens during a tie? Yeah, don't tell me. You'll, you'll see what happens during a tie. Um, they but, go to rocks. Oh, yeah, God. They, they go, go to rocks. <laughs> <laughs> the other rocks. person wins. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the jury. Yeah. yeah, the jury goes to rocks yeah. and they have to, oh, God. Um, but yeah, so we started this episode with the big Carolyn blow up. 
all of that happened. Uh, we had Carson and Jam Jam trying to console her in the moment, but obviously it was so fresh. And um, her saying, I did that to you one time to Jam Jam. And he's like, yeah, and I got over it. So you should get over it right now. But and she's like, it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me a beat. Well, yeah. but then to his credit, he says, you know what? I'm not going to talk to you right now because <laughs> you're... You're, you need to go. You need time. You need to get through this. But then, to, to her credit, like the next day, she's like, "I'm over it." Yeah, and I need to move on. I I still trust these people. I need to work with them. And I mean, that speaks to Carolyn. You know, like yeah, she is the kind of like frantic, gets um, caught up in her emotions sometimes. But she's so level headed once she gets there, and she's and she's self aware. She well, knows exactly, right? She's a counselor. She yeah. she herself went through addiction, and she sees and she works with people that are fucking cra- not crazy, but like that are like in their heads all day long mm-hmm. and has to calm people down. Yeah, it's like she's trained for that, and she's got to be really good at it because she's really good at keeping self aware and knowing what she needs in moments too. Yeah. So. And it's interesting. I know even like on the on the previously on the previous previously up, I almost said on the next time on, uh, they kind of alluded to the fact that we'll jam jam turn on Carolyn, mm-hmm. which I think has to be the viewer's story going into it, wondering because that's the most interesting thing to happen, right? I don't see it happening. I don't see those three at this point stabbing each other in the back. No, I, I don't think so. Every time they do the next time on, the thing that we know is that it's definitely not that person. So no matter what, we know that Carolyn's not the one going home next week because that's who they said the next time on. Yeah. It's never been the person they say on the next time on is going home. <laughs> Watch this be the first time. Yeah, the first time. They really but also, I games. think, you know, the world understands that if Carolyn leaves, we riot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it just happens. I, I break my TV and I'm done. I'm over. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that will that will end my survivor love because it's just she's just you can't. I don't. I, I just can't imagine. I'm gonna miss her after this season. Can we just bring her back? Yeah. I just even have just, her every year. The jury when she's just like <laughs> when Jess like, are you mad at me now? She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, she's delightful. I just I just want to watch her. I would just watch her all day long. I think that we're really brewing to a returnee season. Like we, I mean, I know we just got winners of war at 40, but like 35, please make 35 a returning season. 45? Or 45. Yeah, 45. We, we need they a second it, chance. They usually do it every five or so years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So is, was winners at war the first reunion season since Game Changers? Exactly. Yeah. So six so, seasons between that. So we're due for one either next season or the season after. Yeah. Hopefully. And I, I would love one. Well, maybe that's why 45 is going to be a longer episodes. Maybe. I, I, uh, I feel like we would get catch wind of it if they were doing a returning season by now, though. Because it's already filmed and everything, right? Right, right, right. Or it's in the process of. Um, but I'm hoping. I, I want one, again, like a second chances too would be the most ideal. And I know that we've said that forever on this podcast, and everybody's said it forever. But it, it's nice to have a bunch of people that haven't won before go back and have another chance at it. Like all people that made it to the jury. Yeah. Not, not to the jury, but to the final. Because I guess you didn't get to watch Second Chances. That one wasn't available no, on the program. No, not if it's in the 20s. Yeah, so that, that was uh, the only Second Chances season. That's all fan voted of who gets through, too. And they find out in uh, like a live 
thing at the start as well of like, okay, you're going, or no, it was at the, um, the after show. They find out who's going for second chances too as after like everyone's voted and they find out in the, they're all there in the audience who you could vote for. I'm confused. I don't understand how that works. Sorry. I'm Yeah, so it was like it was a group of past players, right? Yeah, all that hadn't won. And they were all in the audience. So oh. the after show was the last season, but then all the people that were up for second chances were all in the audience oh, and they, and they revealed it. it and that each person found out there, but everyone had their bags packed ready to go. So you did get to see people disappointed that they didn't get chosen. Oh, but the, and then they 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 laid it off from there? Yeah. That's intense. <laughs> um, but yeah, with uh, there's so many people I would like to see have another go again. Well, we were just I'm just trying to I'm going through our messages because we were trying we were, we you and I were talking about two different versions of like a casting of Survivor, and I can't remember what one was like. Basically, bring back do do two seasons back to back with the exact same cast. Yeah, which I've I pitched on the podcast before. I told you and uh, Joel destroyed me about it, but I think that would be really interesting. What was Joel's um against for it? What was I don't his? Know. It was a while ago. It was uh went right after 40 ended. So it's been a while, but I I know that he wasn't down for it. And then the other one was a cha- a comp beast. You wanted an oh, all comp beast one. But now, now that I, I, I don't really want that because again, I don't want a season of just like beautiful people. Yeah, but also it'd be, it would be, it would be like it'd probably, it's like, and I don't want to see Culpepper come back because <laughs> it'd be him, it'd be, it'd be all the people that have won like five challenges. Yeah, so it's all them. So Ozzy's back again. He's back. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Never mind. I changed my mind instantly. If you saw Ozzy's old fans, you'd know that he's not coming back. <laughs> What's that? Oh, right, because then you have a whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If um, you saw his Twitter, you would know he's uh, not coming back. Yeah. What did he... What did I, it's just very um, graphic images of Ozzy's dong on Twitter, too. Good for you, Ozzy. Yeah. Uh, he's fine. <laughs> um, you know what I'd love to see a season based around? Mm-hmm. Um, Blindsiders. Oh. All like, people that like made huge moves in the game. I think the big thing is... Two, like, we don't have themes right now, and I really liked the themes. I I did like, like, the Millennials versus Gen X, the Game Changers. Yeah, that seems to be, like, every every season in the 30s is the theme. It's all themes, yeah. So you, you got David versus Goliath coming up, and I'm excited for you to watch that. That is one of my favorite seasons of all time. Because Mike White's on that season. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, uh, so good. And then there's also, uh, I think your next one is Heroes... Hustlers and healers, healers, yeah. It's heroes, hustlers, dumb. and healers. That was a bad idea. But, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, we go to the challenge uh, for this episode, and it's back to our old favorite, the, the waterboarding challenge. The waterboarding challenge, <laughs> which is funny that they brought it back because it, it's an older challenge. It's one that was around in the twenties, um, I believe. So, it, but they just did it last season. They just did it last season, so it's funny that they brought it back a couple seasons now, and it's uh, part of the rotation again. But I do like that challenge, mm. even though it was kind of broken last season by two people just outlasting the current the crew. <laughs> yeah, the crew. The but Jeff, we're falling asleep. Yeah. 
But that was um, this time it didn't get broken and we got to see it play out. And I had my predictions beforehand. I was like, Danny's a firefighter. He does meditation. I think he's going to do well. And then Jamie might because she's a yoga instructor. Nope. Jam Jam does. Yeah. Which they kind of set up like knowing how they edit the show a lot. And mm-hmm. to start off with him being like, there's no way I'm going to do it. I got these big, these, my, you know, sausage hands or whatever. And, and of course, he would be the one to like, because if nothing else, the editors on Survivor love an underdog. Yes. Love someone who shouldn't win winning, right? Mm-hmm. Especially an immunity challenge because it shows that, you know, anyone can win these things. It's not all yep. just like Adonis's. Well, yeah, and the whole leading up to that challenge, too, I guess we didn't mention, everyone kind of unanimously, the four people, uh, Jamie, Heidi, uh, Danny, and Lauren, were all like, yes, we're definitely voting Jam Jam. So we knew something had to be foiled, because you're not going to have a whole episode of like, yep, we know, and we did it. (laughs) And yet it's still entertaining. Every time that happens, I'm like, well, it's not going to be him now. Yeah. But it's still but every now and then it is. Every now yeah. and then they do they do They kinda of flip it on its head every once in a while. It's tough. I gotta imagine like that's a that's a hard job to do where they're constantly trying to like surprise the viewer, but also like you know, keep like the diehard nerds like us yeah. at bay, the ones that can study the show and go, wait a minute, you do this, and so that's what this means. Well, I'm surprised after watching Game Changers that you're certain that Jam Jam must win because of that, because it could have been like a moment like Sari where everyone just cheers her on, finally getting across that beam. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was a beautiful moment, right? Yeah. And I think it was not the episode that um, Sarah finds the advantage that yeah. Michaela was supposed to get. Uh, Joel hates that moment so much. Oh, why? He uh, hates feeling warm at heart, I guess. <laughs> well, sorry, Joel. Yeah. I loved it. I and, and I think that's a big reason why she won, because she brought that out, and everyone's like, oh, shit. And even Michaela was like, that's badass. You took the thing that was meant for me right out from under me, and you used it against me. Yeah. Well, Joel yeah. hates the Sari moment, not the Oh, Sarah. okay. Yeah. Oh, that? I don't know. I fine, fine, Joel. Be dead inside. But uh, <laughs> it's it's beautiful. It's like yeah. and that's kind of like that's what I like about it is like these people are all living together. Like they 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 have to have a fun. Like of course some of them just hate each other. But there's got to be like a weird family thing that just happens where like sometimes you hate each other, but then you just have moments like that, and it's like oh yeah, we're all just. It doesn't matter that she's like at the bottom rung. Mm-hmm. Like let's let her have this experience and not walk away defeated. Yeah. And I mean, we're really getting it this season too, uh, where everybody loves each other. Like everybody's they're just all sitting on the beach meditating. Yeah, they're all meditating together. And and Danny brought it up uh, last week too with the Franny vote. Like I've never worked with Lauren, but I love her. Like she's she's great, and everybody's great on this. And ev- we all get along so well. So each one of these votes is getting harder. And we kind of saw it a little bit too, where Heidi was like. Oh, like, I love Jam Jam, though. And he was like, we got to get him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but so. that's where it gets to at some point is that you just got to do it. Like, that's the game. Like, only one yeah. of us can win. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, we're really seeing people get closer and closer together. And I think these last, this kind of new era is a lot of that, too, where everyone's being Less more villains. supportive. Yeah, more... More supportive, less villains. I mean, I guess 41 had like a few, like Ricard and Shan were kind of villains in a way. 
Um, oh yeah, I didn't like Shan. Shan the the priest. Yeah, <laughs> the evil priest. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I would I would like someone coming into and Jonathan ended up being a villain or so towards that uh, as well. Or the Superman? other Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I would like someone what coming did he in do again. That made him a villain. Well, you just yelled at the women and stuff like that, and started getting more misogynistic as it went along. As he got hungrier. <laughs> He was just hungry, but yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, he did, but but he wasn't. I don't remember him being like just. Again, I'm just coming fresh off of the game changer season with Culpepper, where he's like downright bullying Ty. Yeah, uh, well, people like to bully Ty. Apparently, his season he didn't. He had Scott and Jason also bullying him. Yeah, but uh, but he never took it. Like he never no. ever took it. That's what I loved about Ty. He, I think he like right now is of the episodes i've been binging i'm like he's up there with my all-time favorite players like he's just so much i like him as a person i loved his like chicken mascot he had in the last season mm-hmm. you know that he brought with him and just like little things like that where it was just felt like he was just like this beautiful person i love that like he was like a truffle pig when it came to idols like, it's like, <laughs> it's like as soon as one was like released he's like Render somewhere. I'm gonna go find. And he found it like within three seconds every single time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and, and and he's another one of those players that you underestimate, right? Like just the yeah. way he got his second idol in Game Changers, where he's like, "Well, I just got it because of the water thing. I don't think anyone has it here. Let me go check." Mm-hmm. It's like brilliant, bravo. Surprised he didn't like hightail it over to the third beach and was like, even though it's been abandoned at this point, going, "Oh, we're gonna check." <laughs> well, I mean, he's one of uh, Sia's all-time favorites too because she gave him the Sia Award twice, right? I think she gave it to him both seasons. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So made a lot of money. Made a lot of SIA money. You got to get that SIA money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jam Jam wins this competition. It was fun to see it again. I uh, Pretty quick, it felt, uh, before they moved on from it. Um, came down to Heidi and Jam Jam. Yeah. Oh, in the, in the, in the end, yeah. In the end, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was glad he won. It was nice to see that one. It's, yep. it's, it's, I mean, that's basically all it is, really. It's like, you know, most, it's, I guess the final challenges, like the in, individual ones in this new era, are, are kind of carryover, but it's like, it's, it's either like endurance challenges or like concentration skills. Yeah. Right? And especially at this point where their brains are like, they're starving. And so their brains are not, you know, they don't have all the, Things to put all the pieces together, right? There's that one they really love now with like the ball, and the, they they add a new ball. Well, yeah, like yeah, the rhythm thing like that one's fun. I yeah, I don't think they did it last because the season before it ended so quickly. The Jonathan season, like it just ended yeah. immediately. Um, but yeah, so we get back to the beach. Everyone's plans foiled, but they quickly go to Carson, and Danny's kind of. Um, leading the charge with that a little bit where we once again see Heidi go, Oh, but I like Carson. He's like, you kind of want him out. Yeah. He's like, we all like Carson. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Do you want Carson to win? Yeah. (laughs) And, um, Carson and jam jam are kind of part of, uh, Danny's plan where he said, uh, when you, um, have a plan, you got to make up a lie to tell it to the other people and have it be rock solid. So saying that they were going to split it between, uh, Jamie and Lauren, the vote, um, which Jam Jam and Carson seem to have been like, yep, that's the thing. And then 
Um, but I think that was just w- until a better plan came along, which which clearly did, right? Well, yeah, but I, they were kind of going along with it, though. They were like, yeah, it's not us, so we got to go with that. And they also didn't hadn't really worked with them as well. They'd been working more so with Danny and Heidi, so uh, they were kind of okay with that. And then Carolyn was like, no, something's up here. Like, I, I think they're lying to us. I think they're going to vote Carson. Yeah, that was all Carolyn. Getting rid of Danny. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, I like Danny as a player. Like, mm-hmm. Danny showed up day one. He's like, I'm here to fucking play. Yeah, and he's playing a lot different. You expect him to play more like a Cole Pepper that's doing, like, challenges and just kind of being mean, but he really isn't. Yeah, he's he's just, I mean, he's kind of like, what do they call him, Tony Jr.? Yeah. Baby Tony? Um, <laughs> but he's also just, like, he's rolling around, he's hiding, he's lurking around. Yeah. But it's like, but he, like... He gave it his all. He, you know, and called it like it is. Like, we're here to play a game. Mm-hmm. It's like, we got to screw each other over. We got to do this. Like, can't take it personal. This is our villain in the modern Survivor, where yeah. it's someone that's cutthroat, but also fun-loving. Well, and and, <laughs> and the funny thing is, even though we even, we even saw the tribal council tonight, like how different her, he and Carolyn are. Yeah. But they're not that different. Like, they both say it like it is. Yeah. It's just Danny hides it a little bit here and there where Carolyn will just tell you straight to your... Like, Carolyn... I guess... But she's also been part of Blind Sides and Lies. She hides it when she needs to. Um, That's just it. Like, she's way more... She's way smarter than anyone gives her credit. Yeah, and I think that this probably was a big move that opened people's eyes a little bit more. And it definitely... We saw in the next time on, it's at the very least opened Jam Jam's eyes uh, for, like, whoa... Carolyn's got something going here that I didn't expect. Um, but yeah, Carolyn also doesn't do a Robert De Niro impression, so that's what makes them different. Uh, here's the thing: I, I thought that was funny for the first thirty seconds, and then he just kind of kept on going with it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, when's this beat?" And I love that the editors were like, "Nope, we're gonna play the whole thing. <laughs> we're not yeah. even gonna edit it down to <laughs> save you." <laughs> It kind of, for me, I was a little bit like secondhand embarrassment right at the beginning. Yeah. And I was, Je- and also, it was mostly fun with watching Jeff's face being like, oh, really? Fine. <laughs> sure. Have your moment. <laughs> uh, but I, I guess from like playing that out, like Jam Jam's point of view of like, if you do get rid of Carolyn, I, like the only like safe, like dupe person to have in the final right now of, of who's left is Jamie Lynn. No, Jamie Lynn's not winning. No. Uh, and maybe Lauren? But Lauren's got a lot of allies on that tribal. Yeah, but she doesn't or have on the story, jur- and she doesn't have any moves. Well, she kind of told her story last week, too, of being like a single mother and everything like that. Yeah, like, it's not enough. You Carol- don't think so? Not compared to some of these other people. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, with, like, you could have... It where, yeah, like Carolyn should win, but the fact that Lauren had been voting with and on a tribe that was winning at the start of the season with Brandon and Kane and Jamie, if she isn't in the final three, then you have Lauren in the final three who got along with all of those people. They might be fighting for her, and then all of a sudden she wins because her allies were all on the jury. Yeah, I think it's going to be... You know, we can hypothesize until the cows come home. But um, I think because of the makeup of who's left 
and all of their various relationships with the jury and, and the people that will join the jury out of the six that are, remain. I think everyone, with with the exception of maybe like a small handful, on that jury is going to be super open-minded going into tribal, which is what they should be anyway. Yeah. But I think like that tribal is going to make or break whoever is on it. Yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one for sure. And, and I mean, we kind of got the tease before where uh, I think it was Kane that said this is gonna be the first time that all, an entire tribe's like on the final together. Like we can stick together and make it all the way to a final three. So that kind of was like to me like, oh, they're not gonna do that, but somebody else is. And, and I've kind of thought that way the whole time. So I think that. Tika is going to get to that final three, and it's going to be interesting with all of the different stories um, that they do have, and how the jury kind of like perceives them is going to really because if you just see Jam Jam as likable, then you might not vote for him. But if you see him as the guy running the ship, then everything he says about like. Carolyn didn't do this or whatever, or like, which we kind of seen in the past too, like that he said stuff like that and kind of like devalues his own ally in that way, then that can, everyone might buy into it. But if they're more buying Carolyn going into it, then they'll kind of like turn against Jam Jam in that moment. It'll be interesting because what I think that'll be unique about if they're the three left at the end is I don't see them going for each other's throats. The way we see sometimes in the final tribal? Yeah, yeah. I don't see that they um, will go for each other's throats, but I think that they'll still be underestimating Carolyn. Oh, 100%. That's what I'm so excited to watch that. I just want to watch her in a final and, mm-hmm. and, and telling her story about how she played. But even like all, th- all three, I'm like, that'll be the first time I'll go into, if it's them in the final, it'll be my favorite final ever, no matter what. Because yeah. it's just going to be like fascinating watching how that plays out because i don't like i I don't know how i would vote yeah if i was going like i'm pretty sure i would vote carolyn because you know team carolyn all the way but here's the thing even looking at like my family's like drafts i my last two players i have left in mine are jam jam and carson and in a final three with carolyn i would still prefer she wins over, yeah. <laughs> the, over my two people that are in mine. Right? See, I still have Carolyn and Lauren, so I'm. That's why. You, that's why you're so hot on Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, just... Lauren's working her way to a perfect game. She's going to sweep the jury and never get voted for. But here's the thing: <laughs> when I see that, though, I don't see that as an as an impressive feat. Not having your name written down, I see that as someone that nobody sees as a threat. No, but I'll I'll say this: that Lauren's names got brought up a lot. And it, it it really has since the merge. That's the editors bringing it up as a decoy. Everyone, so? I bet you everyone's name gets brought up once a day. I mean, as I, they're going through, going, "What do you think of this person? What do you think of that person?" But they were really planning on voting Lauren the, the time that she uh, got the immunity. Oh right, 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 right. So she has had that too. I I, th- I think that she has an interesting resume. It's not as um, it's not as sexy as the other resumes that we see, but. Uh, if you put her in in a season in the thirties. She's a superstar. Yeah, <laughs> on this season with this cast, she's one of the like more vanilla players. So, are you feeling like this season is a favorite of yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
I just think just even just looking through, um, you know, just this list of people that have even gone, even like people like, you know, the other Matthew who climbed that rock on the first day and dislocated his shoulder. Like, just like guys like, like there's just so many great other characters and stories of people that left early mm-hmm. um, that are all fascinating. Um, uh, and even, pe- yeah, uh, and there's people that are like, whatever's. But I, I just think this season in particular has just been such a unique experience and just wa- and just like kind of like the nicest version of Survivor, but it's still entertaining. It just shows the show doesn't have to have claws. Yeah. You know, it just needs to cast well and, you, and people you care about. Like, we don't have to have someone that we love to hate. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's why it has been so shocking going back into the, the 30s. And just seeing it's really inside that era of like big villains. Yeah. You know, my first season seeing um, Sandra, uh, the queen um, in Game Changers, even though she's been she's played twice before. I hadn't seen any of her seasons and I hated her. Like I just wanted her gone. Right. And not and yeah. not in a good or bad way. I just didn't want to watch her. On TV. Well, I and you started with 32, which is like the ultimate villain season. Like, almost everybody in the cast is a villain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I didn't even... Like, I don't even... And then some of those people came back. Because um, that's the one. That's the um, uh, white collar, no collar, yeah. purple collar, whatever the hell the colors yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where it just felt... Again, it's like, this is the... I mean, good. You had an idea, Jeff, but uh, you know this is the weird, like the social clashes one is so weird. I, I think that movie's or that movie, that season's kind of miserable to get through um, because of how bad people are. But there are some moments that I absolutely fucking love. Mainly, uh, Vince is one of my uh, all-time uh, favorite because he goes in there with just like, oh, I'm this like beautiful hippie guy, like all of the ladies are going to love me and everything. And then he's on with Joe, who (laughs) just (laughs) takes all of his thunder, and you just see a man fall apart like crazy, like, oh, they're not talking to me. (laughs) Yeah. That's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, Joe Joe came back the following season. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, they did two comeback seasons in pretty short succession because the season after that was Second Chances. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, two seasons later, they do Game Changers. So I've had two, like, bringing back player seasons um, in in fairly short succession. Right, yeah. Oh, so you did see Second Chances. I think so. What was the one that was right after? I mean, you could probably pull it up. Yeah. The the one right after the color one. Maybe that is. Is that the and Jeremy one? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did see it then. Okay. You saw Second Chances. Yeah, um, I all, for, they all blend together. Yeah, though, the numbers right? kind of, uh, and I've been watching them through pretty quickly. Well, so. you, luckily you get to see Joe again, um, so you get to see if you really liked him. Mm, oh, good. <laughs> well, they, they, yeah, because he came. Well, he came back in Second Chances. Yeah, yeah, and then you'll get to see him again later on. Okay, great. Uh, but people aren't on his side anymore. Oh, okay. He's eh. had some interesting uh, live views. <laughs> Social media challenges? Yes, yeah, he's had some social media challenges. And he's with, uh, I think in real life, he's married to Sierra from Game Changers. And how did they, did they meet on a season? I don't know. They must have met. I, I, there's convention? so many like meetups and everything. Right. 
so it seems like once you're on Survivor, you're part of the community, um, which is nice. And then, I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, if they can walk away from that show and, and have like some kind of income revenue stream coming out of it, good for them. Yeah. One of the big things, I think, um, coming out that might be a challenge and might completely wreck our dreams and theories of seeing Tika in the final three is that we do have Heidi with an idol still. So, But she can only play it. She can play it next episode. That's it. And then they get the numbers. If she joins with Lauren and Jamie... And plays the idol. Her. It doesn't necessarily as long. As but she could put it on the right person, and then the numbers switch back as like Jam Jam or Carson get out or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because they definitely want to break up the Tika three. And I mean, who knows? Heidi might also just play the safe bet of like, now nah, I'll vote with them and take out Jamie, and hopefully I win fire or something like that. You could bank well, on that. Well, and then, but then Heidi could also just because is the next episode the last time she can play her immunity? Uh, she can play it at five. So, so here's the thing: so it, com- five, it really comes yeah. down to does she if she wins immunity, mm-hmm. then she doesn't need to play it. So then there is then there is no idols in play anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, will we'll, Will Carolyn's from tonight rotate back in? I don't think so because Heidi already has the one, like the merge idol. Right, right, right. That one hasn't been yeah reused. Right. So yeah, I think that Heidi. I don't know. She better. She better play it. Like she, no matter what. Like even if it's not voting on her, then if realistically, I mean, it's not what we want, but you want that idol to save either Jamie or Lauren. Because if Heidi goes to the end with Jamie and Lauren, she's going to win, especially mm-hmm. playing an idol to switch the tides back oh God, on Tika. That would be the most boring. <laughs> that would be my antithesis of this season. If, if those three, and nothing against them, I'm sure they're all lovely human beings, but just looking at how interesting Carson, Jam Jam, and Carolyn are, if the final three was Jamie, Lynn, Heidi, and Lauren, fucking kill me. Like, <laughs> It just sounds so boring in comparison, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, what's interesting, too, looking at this season now, as we're in the final six, we saw the pre-merge have a woman get voted out every single time. Mm. And now we're in the final six and we have majority women there. But that was like, And we could have an all-female uh, final... Uh, that could happen. That can happen too. But it's it's so it was so fascinating to watch like game changers where it was the same thing. It was like it was three guys left and five women, and it was just woman, 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 woman gone, all in a row, and none of them even realizing you're voting off all like you're leaving it down to, and then it ended up being two guys and a woman mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, but two bozo guys. Yeah, Culpepper and Troyzan. Troyzan. Yeah, um, which. Troy Zan's mainly known for on his season, which is the worst season of all of Survivor because it's the theme is men versus women. So you are already starting it off with everybody being like misogynistic right off the jump. Uh, but uh, the best part about it is that Troy Zan's on it and also another guy on it with the name of Tarzan. And Troyzan says, You can't, he can't be Tarzan. I'm Troyzan. <laughs> is that his real name or is that a last name? I think tr- tr- Tarzan was his real name. Is Troyzan 
Or is he just Troy? He might just be Troy and go by Troy's hand. Fair enough. I don't good know. Him. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Uh, but yeah, uh, if Paramount Plus allows it, then you'll get to watch that. The 20s has a lot of rough seasons for you. 30s can get rough, but like the 20s is really rough. Well, they're probably, that's probably that, that point where like, they ain't now they're in a groove where they know things to try. They've done enough stuff that didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, they did their bad, their, their bad decade of, of episodes. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting just looking at, like, I, here's the thing. I, in my heart of hearts, I'd love to see that Tika 3 in the end. I don't think they're all going to make it to the end. Realistically, it probably it would be amazing. That would be, like, my dream final. But I just feel like one of them is going to end up. Just because they have to. Like, they have to. There's so there's six left. The other three have to team up. I mean, the other three have the tools to be able to do it with that idol between them. And if it's they... Whether or not Heidi admits that she has it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Heidi has the tools anyways. But do I have faith in Lauren, Jamie, or Heidi to outmaneuver the Tika three, even though they have the tools? No. Absolutely not. Yeah. So, I mean, if Lauren... Say Lauren wins immunity again... Because we haven't seen Heidi or Jamie win it. So I guess that's our best option out of those three. Then Heidi has some extra kind of ammunition to kind of be like, okay, it's either going to be me or it's going to be Jamie. So I can put the idol on whichever one uh, of us. And then she has a better chance. But I really just don't think she's going to do it. I think that she's just going to be like, I'm going to get to fire is the plan. Yeah. Yeah, and what's nice about the the six that's left, there's no one there that's an obvious challenge winner. Like, they all have equal shot at whatever challenge comes their way. Now that, because everyone's been worried about Danny, even though he didn't win one, but he is a big guy. Like, I think that uh, most of the time he's come in, like, the finals and Franny beat him for everyone that Franny won. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now that he's out, there's no kind of, unless it's a puzzle, then I mean, Carson, Carson's probably made it. Yeah. Backyard, which Carson did say that he practiced that one in his bathtub, but that's the stupidest thing. Is like, what did you have someone splashing you? Yeah. (laughs) Had someone raising the tide of it, (laughs) filling it up a little bit. And what did he, he, I want to see, like he put a bar and like, but of course he did. Of course he did. But it's still, that's a weird, cause you'd have to like be in there for an hour lull yourself into this false sense of security and then rise the tide. Yeah. Which I believe Carson did. Yeah. But, <laughs> but given it, that, it didn't work. It didn't yeah. work it, because he didn't make the water cold. That's what he didn't do. Oh. That was probably the only reason. You're probably right. Well, yeah. He yeah. probably would have chose warm water. You would have been like, oh, the sun's going to be warm, so the water is probably warm. But Lauren was shivering right off the top, so it must have been cold. If Carson was a real scientist, he would have done this in various different environments. Yeah, he would have, you know, he would have built, he would have went to an actual lake and built the actual. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't practice it in a body of water. Yeah, exactly. 3D printed the grate. <laughs> Uh, but I love that I love that one episode where he just like flew through this really complicated puzzle and it cuts to him like his audition video was like look I made it (laughs) (laughs) but that's just like that's I mean bless you and you deserve that if you that's your level of like because that's just at this point like and it has been this way now for like 
more of Survivor than not is like every single person that's in the cast is a super fan. Yeah. And they've all studied the game within an inch of itself. Yeah. That's kind of the problem with the 20s. They did a lot of people that weren't fans mm-hmm. of the show and it didn't really work as much. No. And you almost need it now because the game has gotten more sophisticated. And I think that's what just separates Survivor from everything else, right? Because you're putting like almost a hat and a hat as far as strategy goes. Like you're, it's so like, kind of like that meme of like big brained, you know, like where they're yeah, just like yeah. expanding and everything like that. Because now people are to the point with the paranoia, like, oh, but this could be this or they're tricking me and it's actually old school style or like, you know, you're overthinking everything because people think that way on the show now. Well, and the beauty of that, too, is the producers are well aware of that and they're able to pivot. And that's what, exactly why you get a moment like Jamie last week where they're like, she's lying. That was a real idol and she oh, had it. So yeah. And they're like, Jamie's a mastermind. <laughs> and you're like, oh, please play your fake idol. Please, please. Oh, I just wanted her to be so embarrassed. And it didn't really play out the way it should have. No. Everyone with a fake idol just kind of ended up getting out. Yeah. Um, but she so, didn't. She survived it. Despite she survived it, but Kane went home with her fake idol in his pocket. Oh right, yeah. It never, it never yeah. got outed. So she was like, "I'm gonna play this big uh, thing where I show everyone I'm honest and I say, tell them the truth that Kane left with my idol." And then they're like, "No way!" Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's what that's that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. She's a mastermind. <laughs> fake idols are only enjoyable when they get. Like when they blow up in someone's face. Yeah. Well, you got to uh, you got to see the uh, oh, what was it? They probably showed a clip of it because Ozzy made like a stick as a fake idol. Did yeah. they, they show that in Game Changers no, as a clip? I don't think so. Huh? He, he made like a stick with a smiley face and said it was an idol. <laughs> Is it the world's worst idol? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who was the first fake idol? Uh, oh, that's a good question that Joel would definitely know. Because I know Jeff brings that up because he brings up, like, like, he credits a lot of the players, too, with inventing a lot of stuff that they take on and do. He's like, fake idols came from the players. like, Yeah. And then we just kind of started to give them more tools to do it because he talks about how, like, the, you know, the idols they make, like, the the, immu- the hidden immunity idols they make now are really simple. Yeah. But they used to be more lavish because they realized that it was too hard for the players to create fake ones mm-hmm. if they made them really, really gorgeous, which the art department hated because they're like, you know how much time we spend on these things? Like These are works of art, and they're like, you just want us to use beads and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> that was the great... It was a couple episodes ago, too, where uh, they called someone out on the fake idol because like, Jam Jam was like, those beads are from Tree Mill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh with his... Yeah. That was falling apart, too, when they grabbed it. <laughs> yeah. It was unraveling. That was good. The worst fake idol ever. Yeah. yeah so it's just it's in, it's it's been it's so refreshing. But it's also, it's like it's what we're seeing now is like, you know, forty seasons in. It's you know it's it's like the chess version of professional sports, where it's mm-hmm. like these are people that studied the game. They studied the Michael Jordans of their time, the LeBrons. Yeah. You know, and now they're going in and taking their shot. They're the rookies. They're the ones that know the game. They've studied it. They've. You know they're good at other games, and because that's, that's ultimately it's what it is. Like I'm mm-hmm. a person that loves a board game, yeah. And I just look at Survivor going. That's that. It really has to be the ultimate game because you kind of know the rules, but they're going to change them on the fly, and you're literally living living inside of it. Yeah. Well, the the big thing too is that there's a lot of um, there's 
a, a lot of players that have put on their uh, survivor profile that have won uh, that their hobby is playing Catan. Like that's been, and we have a past guest that chooses for uh, drafting for his fantasy based off of who put playing Catan. And there is a player on this season that chose that on his hobbies, and that's Carson. I was going to say it would be Carson. Yeah. So that's that's a big part of it. Um, but yeah, so I think we have a lot, um, here. I think we went over mostly all of the episode, but we do have to say our pop of the week this week, who stood out to you the most this specific week? I mean, it's, it's, isn't it always Carolyn? Like how did, how do you not make Carolyn your pop of the week every single week? I think last week I might've chose, it was, yeah, last week we got Lauren's story. So for fun, I chose Lauren. You know what? We got Heidi's story. We didn't talk about that too. We did get Heidi's story uh, this week, which wasn't that. I mean, it feel it feel. Here's the thing, and I hate to diminish it, but it just it felt like kind of a generic. I came from nothing and I built myself up story, which I think is a lot of people's story. But did you see her lifting that weight? Oh too? yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. See how much of a beast she was. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. So she your pop? Uh, no. No, I would. Here's. I'm not going to say Carolyn, even though Carolyn could easily be it every single week. This is a good week for Carolyn, though. Well, that's just it. She got to like be. And she got. She was pissed off at tribal council, and she didn't hide it. You know. I would say. Um, You're not going to say Danny for his De Niro impression, are you? No, not for the <laughs> De Niro impression. I think for the moment that's made me laugh really hard was when he's like, "If I could clone myself and be on the jury and be up there with Carson, I'd probably vote for Carson." <laughs> like that moment, I just love the honesty of that. Yeah, just like going, he's a threat. You got to get rid of that guy. Like I, he's not, he's not wrong. Yeah, like that's what I really liked about Danny is like he played the game hard and he was smart. Like. He, he was, went further than a lot of than he probably should have even. Yeah. So given that it's his last episode too, I'm going to give him my pop of the week. Mm-hmm. Even though it should, it could very easily always go to Carolyn. She's like the pop of the season, obviously. Yeah. So if we're not saying Carolyn too, then I might go uh, Jam Jam for this one. It was a big immunity win. We got to see him get emotional sure. about how all of his family's athletic and he's not, and he they're going to be really proud of him. So. That was good. We got a lot of good Jam Jam content as well throughout the episode, um, whether it was mending with Carolyn or kind of figuring that out. So I, I, I think that I'll, uh, I'll do Jam Jam this week, even though, oh, I'm tempted to give it to Lauren again. For what? <laughs> she had one good confessional where uh, she might have said something. You don't even know. <laughs> uh, and then what's your, who goes home next week? Yeah, predictions for next week. Let's say, um, oh man, I I really, like, it's insane to me, even though I want the Tika 3 to make it to the end, it's insane to me and almost frustrating to me that I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that they're going to easily maneuver the other three and pit them against each other. So I'm going to say that it's going to be uh, Lauren finally going home i think this is the first time they gun lauren and actually get her i think it's yeah i agree because i think jamie lynn's just so easy to take to the end if you want to because Mm -hmm. she's no one's jamie lynn's not a winner yeah i'm sorry jamie lynn i'm sure you're a lovely person (laughs) well she Uh, eats bugs and likes plants 
Yeah. That's what we know about her. Yeah. Well, that's just it. She's not, she doesn't pop, right? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I see she, her as being someone really easy to drag along to the end. Um, even though I still see the Tika 3 sitting there at the end. But I mean, you might want to. If they're smart, they get rid of they 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 get rid of Heidi without her realizing it. Heidi's the one because we also saw in the Heidi package not only her lifting those weights, but also her making fire in her backyard and everything. We did get that in the package, and I kind of clocked it of like, ooh, maybe you don't want to bring Heidi to fire. Nope. Because are, are, is Jam Jam Carolyn or Carson going to beat her in fire? I don't know. I don't think so. Car- you don't think Carson's been practicing building fire? I think he's been too busy with the puzzles in his <laughs> bathtub. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I like I, to think that he also puts the puzzles and does them in his bathtub, not think, just that one I, challenge. I think after he's after he masters a puzzle, he sets it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> done with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and he burns it in a sacrifice. After after he's done it. 500 times blindfolded, he, he lets himself burn it. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> and, then, and then he realizes it's plastic, and he's like, Ugh. Yeah. Chokes <laughs> on the fumes. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I think Heidi's too smart to go home next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lauren's right, too. And yeah. I don't think anyone's sending Jamie home. Okay, so then if it's one of the Tika three, who goes home? If it's one of the Tika three, I think it's Jam Jam. I don't think I don't I can't imagine we're seeing a two immunity run for Jam Jam in a row. I mean, anyone could, but I, I just don't. See, I don't know. Yeah, that seems unlikely to me. So I think that if anybody goes from that, that they're going to want to get him out. Yep. I think it's him or Carson. I don't I, I still think they underestimate Carolyn and how much of a force she's going to be. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they're going to throw it on her. I think that they have seen Carson kind of win challenges. I think they've seen Jam Jam, and they think probably that they could beat... Because the thing with Jam Jam is that he's so um, big, too. Like, he's so loud, he's so, like, um, boisterous and everything, and he really takes the attention on himself, uh, which is not a good thing to do on Survivor. Like, Mm -hmm. he's very much putting himself in the forefront, even though if you were to watch... And, like, think about it in person, you would almost be like, okay, Carson's actually the guy maneuvering here and going, like, back and forth and using different people. But Jam Jam's really kind of, like, put himself in front of Carson in a way. Yeah, and that's what I also say would be fascinating about watching the Atika 3 tribal because it would be interesting to see who takes credit for what moves. Yeah, because, I mean, realistically, you would want to say, if you're Carolyn, you could be like, you think that they dragged me along? Well, on my tribe, before the merge, Carson wasn't there, and I blindsided Jam Jam and took out his ally, or whatever, and I went with uh, the other guy, you know? Yeah, like, she's got, they've all got great stories to tell. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting, but I'm still thinking that... Lauren goes next week, even though it will very much hurt my fantasy. Um, and, you know, see if she can win Pop of the Week one last time. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you for giving Lauren her do. Lauren, you, you're, um, they're all lovely people. There isn't a person left that I don't think is, is, is fun to watch. But it, it's just more like it's, it's a wealth of riches this season. Yeah. So you're you're thinking Lauren too, or is that where I you're going? So. I, th- I think that makes the most sense. If they gun for Heidi, that's when one of them's going home. I think. 
Oh, if the Tika 3 do? Yeah. If they gun for Heidi? I don't know. I, I Unless I, they can trick Heidi. I don't know. I don't know. I think those three are scrambling. Yeah. They're, they're, it's just going to be... But I, I think Heidi probably plays it on herself if she gets any kind of whiff. Well, she's only got two more weeks left to play it, right? Yeah, so she's going to be pretty, like, ready to play it, I think. It would make the most sense to play it next week and try to keep their numbers up and get rid of one of the Tikas. Yeah. But we'll see if that happens. I still, I think, I think you're right. I think Lauren go, even if she, I think there's like, as long as the three stay together. Yeah. It's in, they might still believe that Jamie's this mastermind with that idol. Well, we could (laughs) also see, we didn't get an update this week, but the other thing we haven't talked about for next week, Mm -hmm. uh, is what happens if they go to rocks. Right. Yeah. Because you could see a split vote. They could. Um, and I, I think that Heidi won't do that. I, I think that Heidi's the easy person for them to take over there and that they'll probably... I would imagine if... I don't think they'd go water. to Rocks. I think they'd no. have a split vote and then the Tika 3 would be like, we're not changing and someone on the other side would falter. And I think it's Heidi. Like, she's not attached to the other two, right? Yeah, they, she'd fold and be like, I don't want to go to Rocks. Yeah. Well, but if she was immune, she might not care. Yeah, she might not care if she's immune. Because it wouldn't be her going to rocks. No. Be interesting. We haven't seen rocks for a while, so. There's tons of rocks in the 30s. Yeah. So many rock seasons. People are too scared of it now, I think. Like, people don't want to do it. But it's always fun. It's always fun. Yeah. It's always fun when someone goes home that had no damn right to do so. Yeah. Well, it's better than the do or die. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) That's a forcing rocks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, on one person. Yeah, <laughs> it's you. It's you versus like a card. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, uh, Jeremy. Nice my, to see you again. My pleasure. I you know I'm sure this is a super long episode because we're both long winded. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Russell didn't show up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no uh, Rupert. No Tony this week. Oh, I said Russell Rupert. Russell. Yeah. We don't want Russell to show up. We. <laughs> But the two of us, yeah, we're we're sweating. This was such a long episode. Uh, but where can everybody follow you? Oh, uh, I'm all over the place. Uh, you can get me on on Instagram. I think it's, it's at Lalonde Jeremy because um, I think the other guy got Jeremy Lalonde. But also, um, I'm a filmmaker. I'm on IMDb. I'm on I'm on the Twitter. Although I don't really post on Twitter anymore because it's a dead medium. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Lalonde. Uh, and then uh, I do a plant based YouTube channel called PB with J where I post a lot of fun stuff, me and my family being stupid, and me making uh, tasty vegan treats. Amazing. And uh, we'll have a full profile on the sonarnetwork.com, too, where you can check us out, as well as we have all of our social media in the description of the podcast, too. But reach out if you have any questions. Send us your pop of the week, your prediction. Um, if you're really hard on uh, having Lauren as your pop of the week this week, uh, let us know and give us a reason why. But until then, bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar.